I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. There is a special guest in studio today for Fifty Shades of K, and she just told me, did you know you talk really fast? I said, yeah, I talk fast when I get excited, and you make me excited. It's Carol Kane. You're hilarious. You are so funny. Carol Kane, longtime Milwaukee radio DJ, who I finally was able to meet in person a few months ago at a barbecue event. Grew up listening to you. My mom is the biggest Carol Kane fan. I'm not even joking. I said this to Carol when I would go to my mom's house for breakfast, and if I would get a cup of coffee, she'd give me your mug of your old radio station. (laughs) And my first day on the air at the mix, I asked my mom if she heard, and she said, well, wait, what time? Oh, wait, I was listening to the other station because Carol was telling a story about her kids. Oh, come on, Mom. <laughs> That's really funny. That's very funny because, you know what, my mom never listened. <laughs> really? Well, my mom, at the time when I was on the air, she was living in Beloit. And every now and then, she could go to the corner of, it was like Park Avenue and Prairie in Beloit, Wisconsin, and she could sit in a bank parking lot and kind of pick up bits and pieces. Aww. But some of the times she was so, because I did tell so many stories, and I was kind of known for all my goofy stories. Yes. And my mom was like, I I don't really know if I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> See, and my mom oftentimes would say, uh, you talk a lot about your sex life. And I just don't know if I need to hear all of that. And I said, okay, that's, that's fair enough. But speaking of Carol's stories, we're going to get to some stories here coming up. Because Carol just told me that her husband almost burned down the house. So yeah. oh, we're going yeah. to get to that. We're going to get to what Carol's been up to. How you can connect with Carol if you miss her and you want to know what's going on. And we're going to talk about some of the big stuff happening right now, like Harvey Weinstein. You're one of those people where I feel like you probably missed the microphone and you want to be able to talk about those things. I do a lot of yelling at my TV (laughs) because, you know, there are things that are happening and I don't really have the outlet right now. And um, so I just do a lot of yelling at the TV and it's like, what the hell were you thinking? And then I, I look at some of the other people that supported but now all of a sudden they're coming out of the woodwork and oh this is awful and we yeah i was watching george clooney last night jimmy shut the hell up are you kidding me are you kidding? Are we talking about Harry right now? Harry? You, we could jump into, we can jump into Harvey you Weinstein. Two, you, 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 we can. No, let's, let's jump into Harvey Weinstein. And for someone that's just joining us and doesn't know what's going on, if you've been living underneath the rock, uh, he is the American film producer and the former film studio executive who it seems like every day now, more and more women are coming forward accusing him of sexual harassment and sexual assault. And then the whole hashtag Me Too campaign, campaign happened on social media where women and men, came forward and said, yeah, I was sex- sexually harassed right. or I was sexually assaulted. I was a part of the the Me Too also. And unfortunately, when I worked up in Green Bay in radio, there were some creeps and I wasn't believed. Right. And this stuff happened. It happened to me too. So, but Carol, I mean, what, what do you think about this? You know what? The thing is, is that I am not surprised that he got by with it for so long because there is a kind of a, le- it's a legion, you know, in Hollywood. And they just have a tendency to like, 
cover everything up and it's just like, oh, that's just that's just Harvey. That's how he is. And then all of a sudden, what my problem is, is that when all of a sudden somebody does come forward and has the strength to come forward and say, this guy's a creep, then everybody jumps on the bandwagon. In the fact of, I'm talking more of the the male society. Oh, well, yeah, we, we heard things. And it's like, well, if you heard things where there's, you know, smoke, there's fire. Why aren't you getting on to that? Why aren't you doing something? Champion your, your female co-star's cause, for Pete's sakes. Yeah. It just, I mean, it's it all smacks of... Um, I don't know. It's just, you know. Well, what do you think about George? Because you were just talking about George, and then we kind of jumped. George Clooney, yes, last night I was watching him, and and he was on one of the entertainment shows. I don't know. And he's talking about his wife and how she's a civil rights attorney. And GMA. Is this the interview on GMA? Right. And so he's, you know, how she makes sure that this stuff doesn't happen. And, well, clearly you guys have been together for a little while you knew this was going on don't tell me she didn't know what was going on if you go home if you're like any married couple you go back and talk to one another about their day and all of a sudden when this breaks now all of a sudden she's championing the women's cause come on after a while it's just like just do it from the beginning do what's right from the beginning don't sit there and cover this crap up and then all of a sudden at the end go oh i'm so offended because at the end it's almost too late all these, like you said, all these women now have had to come forward. All these women have had these incredibly awful experiences while people turn their head. If you, from the very beginning, walk in and you go, this has got to stop right now. And don't let him get all his accolades and make all his money and do all this stuff. Stand up. Well, and I, but I, there was a part of me when this all came forward that we are also seeing sort of how selfish people in Hollywood can be. I mean, they're they're all very much me, 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 all about me. Absolutely. And they're trying to advance their career. And a lot of these people, I feel, didn't say a whole lot because they kind of thought, well, it's maybe not affecting me, so I'm just going to turn a blind eye because I'm up for this Oscar. Or I could get in this movie. And it's a really egotistical right. cu- culture. It's It's easy to look the other way when you're looking out for number one, I guess. I don't know. It's something that I'm not exactly... I don't I don't really practice that because I try to practice what I preach. And if I see something that's wrong, I try to step in. But then, Carol, when you talk about seeing it, Matt Damon, who also sat down in the interview on GMA, he talked about how he heard, but he never saw. So if you never see it, seeing is believing. I suppose he was kind of, and I'm not defending him, Matt Damon's kind of saying, I... I didn't see it. If I saw it, sure, I'd say something. But we're also all playing Monday morning quarterback here, too. Sure, of course. It's all hindsight is twenty twenty, And at, at the end of the day, honestly, I'm glad he's gotten his due, that this has gotten out. And now, you know, um, I don't wish anybody to lose their marriage, but his wife is just like, screw you. You go off and get your treatment, and um, then we'll see. So I guess... Yes, we are playing Monday morning quarterbacks. Hindsight is twenty twenty, and what we didn't know at that point, we can't we can't really go back and fix it. Mm-hmm. But um, at least now we can increase awareness, mm-hmm. and hopefully people will now stop it. Despite personal gain, instead of personal gain, yeah. I would rather have somebody. I would far more go and and um, go see a movie of a person who stood up and said this crap stops right here i would go see the movie of that person over somebody who looked the other way yeah yeah and that's what i think a lot of the whole industry is under a microscope right now mm-hmm. and a lot of people i think are sitting there going whoa wait did i did i support that 
film? Did I? Am I putting money into this bad person's pocket? And, and the, 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 there's been people that have been sort of yelling fire for a while, mm-hmm. but they weren't believed. I mean, you look at Courtney Love. She said back in the early 2000s, like, oh, I wouldn't go to a Harvey Weinstein party. But she was sort of deemed, you know, a problem. Right. And, and not stable. Right. So they didn't believe her. And then Corey Feldman. He was speaking out about some of the things that have happened to him. And Barbara Walters on The View said, uh, you're making huge claims against a really you know, powerful industry. That's not a direct quote. But she didn't believe him because, mm-hmm. again, he was also unstable. Right. So I, 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 there were people that were kind of trying to come forward and nobody believed him. It's still a good old boys club. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, yep. in many aspects, it's still a good old boys club. And I'm my hope is that. My daughter's 28 now, and I'm. my hope is that I've raised a tough but yet sympathetic woman who, if ever put in that position, would say the buck stops right here. This is, wait, I'm going to stop you right now. You're not going to do this to me. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm, my hope for the future is that we increase awareness so that we can get past this and we can start treating people like they should be treated. Well, and when you say, you know, looking towards the future, I think about when Taylor Swift just a couple months ago had that lawsuit towards the radio DJ out in Denver that during the photo went up her skirt and grabbed her butt. And she, I mean, you know the story, took him to court and she won Something that may seem as little to other people, that's a, you can't touch someone that's without their permission. That's big... That I feel like that will make people realize, oh, yeah, I can't just touch another human being in a personal area without their consent. And that it'll bring more attention to, the, to that. It always fascinates me that that is even that that thought even crosses your mind. It's I right? I, I, right? You know, right? I I mean and once again I've got two kids but when my son was young and I said you open that like there was I remember, I remember specifically there was a woman walking through a double doors and I said go open she was like maybe 12 11 12 I don't know I said you go open the doors and he's like why I go because you always open the door for a lady and he's like okay and he's always remembered that and I've always treated him like your mom is tough your sister's tough you have ants that are tough. You treat women with respect, period. Mm-hmm. End of story. Mm-hmm. So it always is a fascination to me that you've got these guys that think they can pull this BS off. Mm-hmm. You know, but anyhow, I'm glad she did what she did, too. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. Well, and the, and this is all still being investigated. That's the other part. We don't really know what the final story is going to be. No. Because right now, these are accusations. I mean, mm-hmm. official charges haven't really been brought yet. It's all still Every day. I mean, it's developing. So, all right. Well, I was curious your take on it because when Carol came here to the studio, we were making the rounds and I was introducing her and we were doing a tour and uh, they said, oh, what are you going to talk about? And I said, well, Carol always has something to say. I'll say so I could throw <laughs> anything at Carol and we'll be able to run with it. Uh, but where where have you been and what have you been up to? Because some people may not know where um, you've been. You know, you know, you're right, uh, because I, everything was just kind of like so completely abrupt that it just kind of has taken some time to develop. Um, I work for uh, CW18 and Mm -hmm. My24 right now. I was hired like uh, two years ago. Actually, my anniversary with them was just two years yesterday. Nice. Um, Yeah, so nice, right? And um, I work with a, I'm in the promotions department, so I'm their host. So I do their on-camera work and I do their voice work. And it's really been kind of fun because it's, I've learned uh, an entire new media. You know, I never thought that I would be out of radio and have to learn TV. And so it's kind of interesting to learn TV. And CW18 has got such great programming. Do you, with Valor and, Valor and Dynasty are the two new yeah. shows. Great. Dynasty rocks. 
Dynasty kicks ass. It's so great. Arrow's got a great following. We have um, the Goldbergs that are going to be starting up soon. So we've got some great prime time stuff. So it's just fun for me to do. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm working on their web and I do stuff with them. I just today I just did an interview with Maury Povich. That's awesome. You know, Maury. we got we, we got Maury, we got Jerry, you know, we got people, baby daddy, and he was uh the baby the, the baby daddy episodes, <laughs> they never get old. They never get old. I'm telling you, because it's like the ultimate mind gap. It, Is this person the father? Yes or no. Well, he told me a story because I had read an article about Maury and I said, Okay, I want you to tell the story of the one that shocked you the most because it's a one in a million story. And he had a woman who was pregnant with fraternal twins. She had the twins. And she went and was, you know, accusing this one man of being the baby daddy. And he was the baby daddy to one of the twins. She had another guy who was the baby daddy to another one of the That's twins. That's possible? Ma- yeah, see? Maury said, I didn't even know that was possible. And I said, to tell you the truth, I didn't either. Wow. But in the same ovulation cycle, if you got somebody who's a little bit more active, shall we say? Um <laughs> It is possible, apparently, for two eggs to be fertilized by two different guys. So, yeah, she has. <laughs> yeah, that's one you're never going to forget. I do. I do. And I'm completely passing judgment. I am. But the ones where there's a couple guys lined up on the show and then they still aren't the dad and she's sitting there confused. How, how did you get in that situation? You do not know who the father is. I know. I mean, I I can't even imagine that. I can count my... Um, my sexual conquests on like one hand. <laughs> next, <laughs> next fifty can, shades of K. You can lob off a couple of fingers, and it's still not going to be. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I mean, if you want to get a hold of me, you can get a hold of me there at c c a i n e at sbgtv.com. Mm-hmm. Um, find out about all our stuff at um, it's cw18tv.com. Okay, awesome. And are you on Facebook and social and things like that? I mean, I am. Um, I have a CW18 Facebook page. I also have uh, my regular Facebook page, which is under Carol Lewandowski. Who? I know. Huh? You married, married a Polak? I married a Southside Polish guy. Love it. Dobrze, dobrze. Oh, God, please. I'm Dummy a Polak. bougie. Dummy bougie. <laughs> Dummy bougie. Um, and I, yeah, he grew up down, um, down by the Basilica. Like around Seventh and Arthur. Oh yeah, Southside Polish guy. Absolutely. So and that's your that's your Facebook page, which we can link some of this up at ninety nine one themix dot com right, for people to right. get a hold of you. Yeah, no, go ahead, get a hold of me. I mean, it's and I also have my own professional MC and um, public speaking, which people need to realize that too that you you are still you're doing things like that, right? I mean, you will MC events and, and things right. and voiceover work. Right, right. I was just up in Kohler for the Kohler Food and Wine Experience, and I MC'd the Midwest Chef's Tent for two days, and it was really fun because, of course, you the weather was just spectacular. Mm-hmm. So it was it was really fun, and that's something you should check out too if you ever get a chance. I've it's never really, made it up oh that way. God. But when I was living up in Green Bay too, I would see the billboards and stuff like that passing through. Yeah. Yeah. On 43, and it looks like a really fun event. It's something. Well, let's talk about your Polish husband. How did he almost burn the house down? God, you know, honestly. Um, here's the deal. I'll, I'll tell you two almost burning down the house stories, okay? And okay. one involves me because I have to own it. But the other day, I was making chicken and dumplings. It was a Sunday night, right? And so I'd made all these chicken thighs, and I'd taken all the meat off, blah, blah, blah. I'm getting everything ready. I put it in the pot. It's cooking. I'm good to go. And I'm sitting on the couch, poured myself a cocktail. I'm sitting on the couch, and all of a sudden I hear boop, 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 
but I'm like, what the is that? And I look, and the entire kitchen is filled with smoke, filled with smoke. And all of a sudden, Lou jumps up, and he goes, oh, shit. And I go, what? What did you do? And he was like, I was just trying to crisp up the chicken skin under the broiler. <laughs> and I'm like... What? So I go running into the kitchen, and now he's standing by the stove. Now, what is one thing you don't want to do when you've got flames and a grease fire to begin with? Fan them. That's exactly what the hell he did. (laughs) He opened the door, and he's pulling out the tray. Then he's pushing the tray back in. Then he's closing the door, and he pulls out the tray, and he closes the door. You don't want to give it oxygen. I'm screaming, where's the kosher salt? Where's the kosher salt? (laughs) And then my daughter comes up. She lives in the basement with her cat, Isis, which always raises eyebrows that I have Isis living in my basement. But anyhow, I don't, right? But so she comes up. She's like, oh, my God. And so he pulls out the tray. I take the salt, and I just, like, shower. It looked like it snowed salt in my kitchen. And the flames, did you know that salt and and baking soda are what you use to extinguish a grease fire? I learned that in a Girl Scout first aid class. Yes, I did learn that. It is great knowledge to know, especially when you're married to it. Anyhow. (laughs) And so... So then the thing is out. The the entire kitchen is filled with soot and flying salt. And I look at my stove, and I'll send you a picture of my stove. Yes. My stove is completely black in the front. There are five, were five knobs, right? The middle knob is now falling on the floor. It is melted and falling on the floor. And the other four knobs are like tiny little teardrops. The knobs are crying. They've been melted. <laughs> Their so, lives are over. And so, and so their lives are over. And I'm just like, what the hell were you thinking? And so then it's funny to me now. So now I start to laugh and I can't stop laughing. Then my daughter starts laughing. And so we're both laughing. And if you want to make a kerosene fire even bigger, just start laughing. And I, I'm just finally looked at Lou and I go, just go outside and calm down. I said, I, I almost burned the kitchen down. <laughs> so, okay, it's fine. Nobody got hurt, right? Jeez. Okay, I know. So my stove is dead. It, well, it's not very pretty. And it's but not. Can you even use it? Uh, yeah, kind of. It's not really working very well. And I was trying to remodel my bathroom and I said, great, now I got to go buy a freaking stove. Isn't that the way it works? Yeah, always. Totally. So my story about burning this, about burning things down was this happened a number of years ago. And, um, and I'm just dumb, period. I realize that. <laughs> just dumb. So I've got. My husband does uh, work with Japanese businessmen, right? So I had these, they were in town, and I said, let's have them over for dinner. They eat out all the time. Let's just have them over for dinner. So I'm cooking individual beef wellingtons with a brandied cognac sauce. Ooh. I really wanted to impress. I want to go to Carol's house. I wanted to impress. And so they're sitting at the table. Lou is out um, doing something out on the porch. And I'm. the talks turns to birthdays, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like pouring the cognac into the pan, and I said to them, this is as God is my witness, Elizabeth, I can't make this up. I go, oh, yeah, my birthday is really easy to remember. It's the day before Pearl Harbor Day, and I just said I'd light it, and this rolling fireball goes... Kablam! Flams up. The fan immediately starts to melt. The flames go under the countertop, up against the cupboard, and licking at my my curtains. Oh and I'm, man! I'm like, while oh, your Japanese company's over, and you reference Pearl they, Harbor. I know. I <laughs> they stand up and they're I, they're just like they're just aghast. And I I had a top and I threw it on and extinguished the flames. But I'm like, 
You dumb shit. You're recreating the Arizona <laughs> and Pearl Harbor? What's wrong with that you? That was the universe telling you to shut up, Carol. <laughs> That's what it was doing. It was telling you to shut up. Yeah, but, oh, but, you know, now I just threw out my birthday's December 6th. Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. And isn't it always when you have, like, really important guests over? Ugh. That's when stuff happens. When I was first newly married in my in my first marriage, my, my ex-husband's mother was, like, God's gift to cooking. And I heard about it all the time. Like, and she was. I'm not taking the credit away. But that I wasn't that. But I was expected to be that. Okay. And so oftentimes I'd be making these dishes and something would go bad and I would get so upset because I'd feel this pressure of, I need to be as good as she is. First time I made pancakes, the skillet didn't work. So I thought, oh, I'll just do it in a frying pan, not knowing that it was going to get so hot it burned the spatula and plastic was all over the pancakes. <laughs> so I'm like, great. I'm newly married. I'm going to poison my my husband with this, you know, plastic all over the, the pancakes or he's going to get cancer or something because it's this not BPA approved. <laughs> I mean, I'm worried about all of this stuff, but that's just what, and then there was a company coming over and the kitchen smelled. That's just what I feel like seems to happen. It, it just always does. There's just no way around it. And you just have to kind of roll with it and go, ah, what the hell? See, and you telling these stories, I can feel that people that are listening to this are going to say, I miss Carol and her stories. <laughs> Why do you not have like a podcast or something? I mean, do I, you want to be back in radio? You know what? I would I would do it for sure. I'm, I'm just, there's just so much that I've been learning over the past two years. It's like, how much more can I pile on and do it well? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, if I'm going to do it, I want to do it well. And um podcast yeah i would love to do it i just am not really quite sure how to get started in it i'm sure there are people Carol, out there that can help me i know hello <laughs> we're now we're now best friends i like to tell people i'm friends with carol kane because i was so geeked out to meet her no i'm serious there are people that can help you it doesn't cost a lot of money to get a studio going in your house i mean you can get a yeti microphone for 150 bucks well what's great about 18 is that they let me use their studio See, Carol, I know it's really I'm bad, right? I'm bad. It, well, I'm it's just something to think about because that's going to probably be the next question. I mean, people are going to, you know, hear you and you're just you're such a good storyteller and you have so much to say and you have you have huge, a huge fan base around here. I just always you know what? When things when things got bad for me, I just thought maybe I'm just too old. You know, maybe I just need to just move on and too old. And but then I too was just like, what? just, you know. Being in, maybe I should just go away, and then I. But that doesn't sit no. with my DNA. No, and so I was just like, that's why I just kept harping away, trying to make my, make something out of make lemons out of lemonade or lemonade out of lemons or whatever. What? Yeah, it's the second one. That's the right one. <laughs> <laughs> Although, really quickly, not to, not to interrupt you, and you mentioned that saying, I was out at a restaurant with my husband and my stepson, who's twelve, and they brought out lemons, and I said, and when life gives you lemons. He shouted out, you learn how to juggle. <laughs> and, and we looked at him and said, that's not the same, but that's pretty damn smart. That's so funny. He, that's didn't, he didn't know what the same was, but you are making lemonade. I mean, were you right. were you thinking when when this, you know, huge change happened, like where where did you turn to? How did you know what to do next? I mean, what? Um, you know what? It was interesting because I had a lot of people that reached out to me and had a lot of um, advice for me, which was really welcomed because I really was kind of lost. Um, and I didn't know where to go. I will tell you that the, for the first week I sat in my bathrobe, more people came and stopped. 
As I'm sitting in my freaking bathrobe, which my daughter on the Nothing day... Nothing wrong with that. I yeah, sit in my bathrobe all the time. <laughs> my daughter, um, the day after, all of a sudden I hear, hey, lady, because she, whenever she comes in the house, it's always, hey, lady. It's She doesn't call me mom that much. It's just, hey, lady. And I turn and I looked at her and she goes, I brought brownies and I bought wine. Aww. And I'm like, you know what? That's my girl. Mm-hmm. You know, she's there and she stayed with me all day. And But I was really... I was kind of lost for a while, but I had somebody call me, a former co-worker, and he called me the day after, and he said, okay, Carol, here's your new Facebook page, here's your new Gmail account, and here's your new Twitter account. And he goes, here are the passwords, change them if you want, but I set them up for you. And I was just like, wow, you didn't have to do that, but, oh, what a but guy. thank you. But I mean, that's the kind of stuff. And then I had people calling me, get your domain names. Well, what does that mean? Okay, well, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. Okay, get your website together. Oh, and I do have one. I, you know, um, what is Carol, it? carolkane.com. C-A-R-O-L-E-C-A-I-N-E.com. We will hook it up at uh, 991themix.com. Oh, that'd be great. And so that's the kind of stuff that happened to me. And, you know, reach out to this. Get a program for this. Do this. Um, I was talking to somebody about all my animal rescues one day. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, why don't you put a program together and kind of, you know, hawk it off to Hawes or Humane Society or something like that? And I did, but they haven't gotten a con, you know, gotten a hold of me yet. But you know, I've got this whole thing about all these animals that I have, so or have had in my lifetime. Um, the all rescues. Okay, there was one that wasn't, but anyhow. All right. Because <laughs> you know you have to mention it because someone somewhere is going to call me will be, will be that troll that's like, actually, Carol, you had the one. <laughs> Don't forget about, what's his name? Right. Harley, whoever right. you had. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so it was, the thing is, is that I am standing living proof that at 56 years of age, something happened to me that I didn't expect but you can't let yourself crawl into a corner, curl up in the fetal position, and die. You can't. It's mentally horribly bad for you. So it was just every day I would just get up. Once I got the robe off, finally took a freaking shower. <laughs> it was just, just horrible. And, um, and I remember once, too, I was walking my dog, Sydney. I didn't have my Beauregard yet at the time. Um, and that's, I'm going to talk to you about something else quickly after this. Um, I was walking my dog, Sydney, and she sat down. I was crying. And she sat down, and she turned and she looked at me. And um, she just sat there. And after a while, all of a sudden, she stood up and she said, she kind of looked at me like, okay, are you are you done? Are you done? <laughs> and we just kept walking. And on that same walk, I turned around a corner and this car came screaming up, and this my neighbor, Joe Alioto, jumped out, and he came up, and he gave me a big hug, and he said, okay, I'm going to tell you this once, and I want you to believe it. You were stuck, and the universe gave you a push. Now go do something with it. And that has always stuck with me. Wow. That has always stuck with me, and I thought, okay, if the universe has given me a push, it's given me a push for a reason. Mm-hmm. And... um and you just start putting one foot in front of the other. And you do whatever you can on that day. I mean, for the first year, I was kind of a mess. Yeah. Um, but every day since then, you do what you can. You don't put too much on your plate. You just do what you can. And when opportunity comes down the pike, 
Take it if you want. If you don't want, then fine. But you can do it. If you are midlife and something happens to you, you can continue. I'm living proof of it. Well, and a lot of people, whether it be, you know, a sudden death of a spouse or your child gets sick or a loss of a job, there are these blows that life throws your way that you right. can't see coming. And you are you are living proof that one day at a time, as cheesy as that sounds. It does sound cheesy, but, but, but it's you, the truth. You had to do it, right? Like if you looked six months down the road, that probably seemed completely overwhelming and almost impossible. You had, right, to be just day by day, take everything yeah. as it came. I, I had a guy say to me, trust me, in two years, you're going to be in a much better place. And I was like, two years? I can't wait two years? But the timing is exact. Two years. And I'm in a much better place. And I'm working with people that I really am having fun with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, okay, this is where I am right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I really do think you should put some thought into the podcast idea. Because there are there there is a niche there with that, and you have the freedom. I mean, we can say whatever we want on a podcast. I yeah. almost just said the one word, but I'm still a little scared to say it. I know, but I know you can that. you can say just about whatever you want, and you you have this loyal fan base. People have raised their kids listening to you. I know. And I mean, I told Carol when we went to lunch that my mom would often talk about you and talk about your stories. And you have a daughter named Elizabeth and mm-hmm. my mom has an Elizabeth. And she always thought that was so cool. And and when I got into this business, she would talk about you and how you're, you're a woman in radio and morning radio. And, and I'm here partly because of growing up listening to you. Oh, that's very, very, very but kind. I said it to very you at lunch kind. and I'll say it here. It's the truth. It really, nice it really is. And so it's like this full circle moment of now we're sitting here doing this podcast together. And you have a lot to say and people want to hear what you have to say. So if you need some advice on how to do the podcast, not that I know everything. No, but I could use the help. I really could. I have plenty of friends that now do them independently. And yeah, I work with a radio station, but a lot of people are just doing these out of their basements. I mean, again, you can get a cheap microphone, and if you have access to the internet, boom. Well, and the not thing to put the, the pressure on you because I, no, no, no. I can, I can hear, I can just hear the the email messages coming in right now about when's Carol's podcast going to come? No, no, no. I it, it, but see, once again, it's one of those things that somebody brings up to me, and it's an, an another opportunity for me to think about. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. um, and I also. I think that the, the one message that I would like to impart in the fact is that when something happens and you lose a spouse or you lose a job or you're whatever, you have to also take one step in front of the other towards your future. But also you have to go back and think of your blessings. I think of the blessings that I have been given, not only during the course of my life, but also during the course of these past two years, you know, and the people who have come out to help me. And it's all it's all a blessing. And, you know, life is good. So why not just do what you can and and just keep moving? And okay, I'm going to tell you one funny story again. Um, and this is Ted, I want a lot of funny this stories. Is Ted Perry's favorite story of my son Alexander. Um, and I did tell this on and and Alex still to this day he's 24 years old. He's an electrical engineer and he lives in Appleton. And this is still his goal. He came downstairs one day. And I know everybody wants me to tell the story of leaving my daughter at the gas station, but anyhow. <laughs> um, uh, so he comes down, he sits at the ca- at the kitchen table, and he looks at me and he goes, Mom, I have three goals. And I said, okay, well, that's good. That's good. What are your three goals? He goes, I want to get a good education and a good job. And I said, that's great. He goes, I want to live in a nice house. I said, okay. And he said, and number three, I want to kick a clown in the nuts. <laughs> And I went, I stopped, I started laughing. I go, 
okay, I'm good with one or two, but let's go revisit yeah. number three. And he goes, I hate clowns. I just hate them. I want to kick one in the nuts. <laughs> okay. Has he seen that scary movie, It? Because there's a lot of people who want to click, uh, kick clowns in the nuts right, right now. Yeah, I know. So, I, yeah. Carol, it's... you were so proud, I'm sure. That's, that's, my, that's my boy. Well, I was just like, you know, I'm good with one or two, um, but he still is 24, man. I'm like, I got to keep you away from the clowns. Every time we go someplace, it's like, get away from Ronald. Get away from Ronald. I like Ronald. See, and we had my grandfather growing up. Back in the day, he would be a clown in parades. And he had this clown room where he collected clowns. And sometimes when the lights would go off, the clowns would, like, light up and make noise and things. And so we used to have our younger cousins go in the back room. We would lock them in there, turn off the lights, and they weren't tall enough to hit the light switch. How terrible is that? Terrible, what right? Are you a child from the corn? What are you doing? It's awful. It's horrible. But we, this is what we did. <laughs> it is awful. It is. I'm not really scared of the clowns. I once had a massage therapist that was a part-time clown, and when I first went to get a massage, she had her clown photos framed up of she and her husband, and I can remember laying there face down with my head in the cradle, eyes closed, and I'm thinking, the second I roll over, open my eyes. She's going to have full-on clown makeup on and a nose, and she's going to be looking over me. How was your massage, Elizabeth? <laughs> Only went to her about two or three times. She used to be in St. Francis off KK. I'm not making this up. Oh, my God. So that's funny. so hilarious. Oh, Carol. Well, we I feel like could talk for like ever and ever I know, and ever, but which is why I would love to have you back on 50 Shades of K if you can take yeah, the time. sure. Whenever. But thank I'm, you so much for coming here oh, and being so a part of this. Thank and you. We're going to link up everything at 991themix.com so you can get in touch with Carol. And maybe there will be a podcast in the future. Maybe. I'm totally putting the pressure on you now. <laughs> I'm coming on real strong. Thank you, Carol. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, make sure to subscribe so you can be updated when there's a new episode. So to subscribe to this podcast on your smartphone, open your podcast app or use your Google Play app. In the search box, type in 50 Shades of K. That's spelled out. That's five zero Shades of K. Once the podcast comes up, Click on it and then hit the subscribe button. And if you have any comments or suggestions for this podcast or a future podcast, feel free to email me at elizabethkradio at gmail.com. That's elizabethkayradio at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.